this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast this is g sampad your host for today's episode with about 29% of india's population fully vaccinated the government's subject expert committee has now recommended bharat biotech's covid-19 vaccine covaxin for emergency use authorization for children aged 2 to 18 years this is the second vaccine in india to be cleared for children earlier zydus cadillas vaccine got authorization for kids about 12 now as per who data children up to 15 years old accounted for 8% of covid-19 cases until september 2021 so yes they constitute a significant proportion of vulnerable population and do need protection but at the same time there are some questions too is it really necessary to expose children to a vaccine authorized for emergency use when it is evident that they only contract a mild infection and don't really face the threat of mortality secondly should we be concerned that we are recommending for kids a vaccine that is yet to get who clearance for adults we explore these issues with jacob koshi deputy science editor at the hindu Jacob welcome to in focus hi sampath great catching up uh, jacob to start with covaxin has been recommended for emergency use approval now so what does this really mean and what are the other approvals or the rest of the process that the vaccine needs to undergo before kids in india actually start getting the jab so sampath actually this uh, recommendation has been made by the subject expert committee So this is an independent committee that uh, is a body of experts that who advise the drug controller general of India. Now this uh, re- their recommendations and they have you know they set it out in writing and they set out certain conditions and they put these conditions sign it with an approval and uh, you know a kind of recommendation give it to the drug controller general. Ultimately it is the drug controller general's call. But we have seen that rarely ever happens that the drug controller general will reject a recommendation made by the uh, by the SEC which is a technical subject uh, expert committee so what usually happens is uh, so the the SEC has recommended covaxin for children 2 to 18 and uh, it has given some conditions because this is again under the emergency use authorization that means the committee has told bharat biotech the makers of covaxin that the package insert you know which details the the vaccine it has to clearly specify that this is an emergency use under emergency use authorization barbatic has to every 15 days keep giving uh, information about uh, effects of of adverse events or you know side effects this is a set of standard conditions that is also invoked for the version of the vaccine that is actually made available even for adults so there is not really much of a difference right now so what we actually await now is uh, uh, the dcgis formal approval and then it kind of gives the company the the go ahead to uh, you know to proceed with uh, manufacturing enough doses and you know getting it to distributors i remember zycovd has also got some uh, an eua in august but you know that vaccine is nowhere around at least you know in dispensaries so just the mere signing of a, a eua or approval does not immediately mean that this jabs will be available anytime soon so this is just the permission letter now we just have to see how the company will go ahead with this in the future okay what do we know so far uh, if anything at all uh, about the efficacy of this vaccine uh, for adults and for kids and is there any difference in the composition of the vaccine 
that is going to be given for kids vis-a-vis the ones which we have been giving for adults so there is really very little information given normally as far as the trials and adults are con- uh, are concerned the typical procedure always is to announce phase 2 and phase 3 results results in publication or at least via press release and that is what we have seen throughout the pandemic now there is no real regulation requirement that you know trial data for children must be publicized in in some specific journal before it is before the uh, the company approaches the regulators but it is considered good practice i mean given the situation that the coronavirus poses it is always best to be transparent and furnish as much data as possible but that said uh, the dosages as far as we know are similar there's no real change in the dosages between uh, adults as well as for children bharat biotech has cons- has uh, made phase 2 and phase 3 tri- uh, trials i mean in adults but there was a subsection of them in which about 528 children were tested uh, and the results from that at least what the company has announced is that the vaccine induced an immune response and was safe now these are the only two major criteria that you know has been publicized we know that for for instance in adults the efficacy was nearly 77% as far as bar the covaxin is concerned but we don't have a similar efficacy data which basically refers to that uh, you know if you take a group of children who are unvaccinated and a group that is vaccinated did the group of vaccinated children have better protection against coronavirus as opposed to the unvaccinated group that's how the efficacy is calculated that is unfortunately not yet uh, known or revealed for uh, you know for the for the coco vaccine and we just hope that you know in the days ahead uh, the company will be more forthright with uh, uh, you know with information such as this Okay, now coming to uh, one question that is probably at the top of the minds of uh, many parents uh, in India. It is well established that children are extremely unlikely to get severe complications or or to die of COVID nineteen. So, given this, is vaccination of crores and crores of healthy children worth it just to prevent asymptomatic or mild infections? Uh, so that is essentially one of the big uh, debates that has now been uh, been sparked. because what is known is that you know whether it is adults or whether it is children the immunocompromised that is those who have whose immune systems don't work as efficiently or well as they should they are among the most vulnerable to the coronavirus infection and the immunocompromised can be adults as well as children and we have seen several uh, cases of uh, you know of se- of severe disease and infection in children so the argument is that uh, shouldn't these children be given vaccines too but unfortunately as some experts have pointed out is that we don't really know whether the 528 children who were uh, tested in the covaxin trial did they have were they immunocompromised children what is normally understood is they were all healthy children so can we really extrapolate the findings of findings in healthy children to immunocompromised children again that is something which uh, only time can tell but yes the it does bring about an ethical question because uh, we know we know that uh, the amount of adverse events is not zero so there will always be a minor fraction of children who it is you know who will have some some sort of you know un- untoward complications and this might be man- when crores of children are, uh, are administered a vaccine some of these cases might arise and then the question will always come whether you know would the child have been better off without the vaccine or you know uh, did we kind of increase the risk a, a little bit 
but given that the icmr data suggests that 60% of children have anyway been kind of exposed to the coronavirus and largely their you know their profile has been of mildly symptomatic or asymptomatic disease we really don't know how this is going to pan out i mean the science does say that vaccines are only meant to protect you against severe disease and mortality it really has a limited role in uh, stopping transmission of the coronavirus now if that is going to be the case i mean if children continue to be getting infected in small amounts and spreading it we are going to see you know cases uh, we are going to see uh, instances of the disease even probably among vaccinated children so then will this policy uh, actually have uh, any meaningful benefit that is something that you know waits to be determined so i think at the end of it it will it will all boil down to various states districts and schools administration because as we have seen you know schools can uh, you know they, they 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 would go all out to be completely insulated from any suggestion of exposing children to harm i mean even schools that have opened several private schools require their children uh, you know to take uh, to be to take a part pcr test and you know they require that all their parents are vaccinated so it is quite likely that many schools probably would just play extra safe and you know you know would would just insist that you know all children be vaccinated whether that's a favorable policy you know only time can uh, actually tell whether it is uh, really meaningful in the long run right one other question uh, that is likely to be at the top of uh, the mind of many many parents in india is that a covaxin for adults is still to get clearance uh, from the who now that doesn't inspire much confidence does it when you're faced with the prospect of injecting your child uh, with the same vaccine which is yet to get cleared for adults is that a concern that we should be worrying about or is it just a matter of a formality now well technically as of now it is really a matter of formality because we don't we know that covax uh, bharat batik has been trying really hard and they say that they have submitted all the required documents you know to who now who is uh, you know looks at the entire aspect of manufacturing process you know when they uh, you know when they decide to give uh, their stamp of approval that is they want to be absolutely sure that the manufacturing facilities uh, you know are are working to the t and you know there is a there is a predictability and quality consistency maintained in every batch of vaccine that is produced and of course you know they and the, you know the sec- the other aspects regarding efficacy and you know trial data now given that covaxin has already been given emergency issue uh, you know in india i am not very sure that they are really concerned about whether whether it really works or whether it is safe and efficacious but we there are still concerns as to why covaxin in spite of having been cleared is taking so long to be cleared at the who level so there could be factors that are external to the actual efficacy that are being thrashed out now whether this this has the, an equal bearing on adult vaccines as well as children's vaccines uh, the, the child vaccine so on the aspect of whether it is safe it is you know you know it is it's it's pretty much the same it's it's but the real question is you know uh, whether the who believes that you know covaxin is being uh, passes all required criteria of manufacturing and quality control so i think uh, you know the who's 
mark per se will not really influence uh, i guess distributors and parents uh, you know decision to go ahead with the vaccine but it will ultimately go, but the big question regarding covaxin is supply i mean it is still it by by this october it was supposed to have uh, uh, been making nearly 10 crore vaccines uh, you know a month that's for their announcements in april but we are nowhere even close to that now this is because they've had challenges with scaling up the manufacturing facility and the and as we know the bulk of vaccinations in india is still uh, managed by covishield so supply is anyway going to be a problem so we're going to see many of these moving parts you know intersect uh, you know in in the, in the weeks ahead and questions about whether a vaccine is actually available for children will be very different from whether it's this the euphoria around vaccines getting cleared for children in india right who clearance of course uh, you spoke about the aspects of uh, efficacy and safety uh, and also now about supply but there is one other aspect uh, linked to uh, clearance from who which is uh, travel abroad I mean, already people in india who have uh, taken covaxin they they are facing problems uh, getting visas uh, for travel now unless uh, covaxin resolves this problem that's going to be a problem for children as well isn't it yes there will be and that is again it again comes down to the manufacturing and supply the the availability of covaxin is really too little i mean and anybody who actually wants to travel travel abroad and now the the impasse between the india and uk regarding the acceptability of covishield has been resolved so i am fairly sure that anybody who actually wants to travel uh, you know would you know would ideally go with a covishield vaccine but again that is not really uh, approved for children so what would an actual a parent do a parent really does not have any choice the who has said that you know a, a, a concrete decision is likely by, uh, by by sometime in october so the only real option is to uh, wait out for that and see what the who uh, actually recommends though so, going by the the recent history of the who all of the approved vaccine all of the major vaccines in all countries have not really been disproved i mean nobody has who has has not really said that this vaccine cannot be used but they just impose a long list of conditions under which the eua is given so matters are actually tilting fairly positive look fairly positive for uh, covaxin but we still have to wait and watch right now moving to a slightly different aspect we know that covid-19 affects different age groups uh, differently and the vaccine uh, is only effective for a short period of or a limited period of time so are we looking at a scenario where children once they get covaxin will have to periodically get a booster shot every year or so well that is something that again can only be established by continuous uh, evaluation of vaccine effectiveness now we're already seeing reports about how with pfizer as well as moderna there has been a decrease in the amount of antibodies that are produced o- over time the protective effect of this vaccine is known to be uh, waning in adults and there's little reason to believe that the same thing won't uh, you know won't be manifested in children too but we also have to, to remember that antibody levels aren't the only markers of uh, you know of protection there is the entire t cell or cell related mediated immunity and that is when the body is primed to recognize you know any future invasions by the virus and launch and uh, uh, you know a protective defense against against it 
Now, this is something that happens in uh, those with, you know, regular function, well-functioning immunity. Again, going back to a point that we discussed earlier, in the case of the immune, of the immune compromise, this system doesn't really work well and therefore they might have a requirement for, you know, greater doses or, you know, repeat booster doses. Only long-term effects evaluation of, uh, you know, of this in children will, you know, will uh, can we conclude whether children might actually need this because going ahead we expect the coronavirus to become sort of endemic just like we have routine malaria and dengue outbreaks which follow certain cy cycles it is quite possible that you know you will see uh, more and you will see some sporadic outbreaks you know going ahead of, uh, of of coronavirus pandemic so that time there would naturally be a greater rush for uh, you know for, uh, for 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 an inoculation in several countries, we are seeing this. This is not specific just to the coronavirus. There are routine flu shots. There are routine uh, shots that are administered for several other infectious diseases. They can have different timings. I mean, some some have intervals of three years. Some have intervals of ten years. But once the whole system of a vaccine culture is that you know a vaccine's protection is you know it wanes over time, and you know you would need repeat doses, but whether people actually go in for the repeat doses is a mixture of how scrupulously they f they follow uh, medical science as well as their own beliefs regarding how serious the disease is and whether it's really worth going through the inconvenience of getting routine uh, immunization shots. Right. Now, uh, Jacob, you spoke a little while back about healthy children versus immunocompromised children. And in this context, I mean, uh, there are, there, as you also said, you know, there are many uh, mild infections which children go through. I mean, for example, chickenpox, we've all had uh, chickenpox as children. And at that time, there was no chickenpox vaccine. Then there is uh, flu, of course, which for which also we have a vaccine. But in the cases of a viral infection such as chickenpox or flu, parents do get a measure of a choice whether to go in for vaccination for their children or not to go in for vaccination. And many of them uh, prefer to uh, let their children's natural immunity take care of these mild infections. Now, in the case of COVID-19 uh, and the COVID vaccination, do you think this kind of choice uh, will be available to parents, you know, or is it going to be made a compulsory uh, matter for school attendance and choice taken out of the hands of parents? Well, actually, the um, vaccine vaccines are always a matter of choice. I mean, nobody can really uh, force a set of people to actually take vaccines. But you know, the, given the situation, give, given the kind of uh, panic, given the kind of, uh, of, of of you know of concern that the coronavirus pandemic has caused, we have seen that literally every institution now uh, wants to absolve itself of. Uh, you know, of being a potential, you know, source of fresh infections or being, you know, being the genesis of, you know, new outbreaks of the virus. So just as, you know, we have all kind of moved to a, a new normal where, you know, where people, uh, where, you know, not wearing a mask in, in a public place is, you know, is potentially invites you being asked to leave a place or, you know, people being denied entry or people being uh, denied certain benefits if they do not adhere to certain COVID protocol, it is quite likely that institutions will themselves, uh, no, nobody will explicitly say that you absolutely need to have vaccine, but people will 
institutions will make rules quite likely which will uh, kind of inconvenience or at the worst debar children or you know their parents from accessing certain uh, benefits on the other hand the psyche of the average parent is likely to be what the what what is the payoff from you know having a, a of uh, giving my child a vaccine the risks are uh, the 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 risks are from as we know right now are extremely low and the costs of not complying are likely to be extremely high in terms of social inconvenience etc plus there's the added benefit of you know the child being uh, potentially protected a little bit more from uh, you know a disease nobody really can actually calculate whether a, uh, you know whether in the absence of the of the vaccine a child would have been you know less vulnerable to an infection as opposed to uh, uh, you know in the presence of a vaccine we don't know that yet particularly in the case of uh, the immunity systems of children so going by what we've observed in uh, you know in adults i don't see any reason why the same kind of thinking would be applied to children too though whether this is scientific or whether this is purely going by what the literature says about science that's a completely different issue because ultimately it's always human perceptions and human biases and fears that ultimately uh, combine to f- form policy rather than pure empirical uh data alone right i'm i'm glad uh, that you that you made the point that vaccines uh, vaccines i mean ideally should necessarily and always be a matter of choice but of course given various factors that you outlined uh, it no yeah. longer seems to be the case in the case of uh, covid-19 now we're running out of time jk one last question sure uh, with crow- yeah. with crores of children getting uh, likely to get vaccinated uh, going forward as you already pointed out there are bound to be some cases of uh, adverse uh, reactions and complications now yeah. as a parent one would want essentially zero risk of any adverse reaction that is what any parent would want for his child yes. so in this scenario when there are adverse reactions what is the likely process and response uh, from the state and from authorities likely to be well what we have seen as uh, regarding adverse events following in immunization as they call it is that you know hospitals and you know concerned authorities do investigate these cases and uh, the results of these are pu- publicized too however uh, the 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 fraction the numbers are actually so very low that you know uh, there is not really enough you know to uh, you know to wherein you know there is a, a kind of strong public health public response against uh, vaccinations so what we really are seeing right now as parents know that you know there is a risk of of a small uh, you know of a you know of a, of of disease uh, of an immunization of a, of a problem regarding this but usually the other calculation that parents always make is that you know what if i didn't have uh, what if this vaccine wasn't available would that actually uh, put greater harm expose my child to greater harm in the case of we mentioned the chickenpox uh, you, we talked about chickenpox earlier but there is a vaccine for chickenpox too right now and the the, the normal belief is that you know you just it, it is something that uh, you know most children just get by but we really do not know there may there may, there may be several children you know who it is not really documented well in india but there may be children who actually had uh, been exposed to a severe dose of uh, chickenpox virus and especially when it recurs it can actually be a 
far more fatal than a than a single you know than the normal single infection that most of us have been through so it is with vaccine there's always a matter of calculation i mean protection naturally is never 100% there is there is never any 100% even with a vaccine but the only approach that we can have is to greater our chances at a defense and you know uh, improve our chances of protection ever more closer towards 100% so ultimately this is what the calculation always is uh, going to be right vaccines are never going to be uh, 100% uh, uh, protective of uh, of your immune system but they're going to increase the chances of uh, fighting the illness thank you so much jacob for sharing your insights and comments on this very important matter thanks a lot thanks thanks uncle in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon